Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, what's up? This is the Man Fuse Podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, your host, my co-host, Ben H., sitting right next to me. Today we're going to expose the hypocrites. Who are the hypocrites? Well, I believe if we're honest, we all are. How can people say they don't support blood diamonds or clothes that are being made in a sweatshop somewhere? But then again, they'll support another product by buying it, when if you look deep enough, those products are just as bad, if not worse. So at the end of the day, we're all supporting people being treated inhumane for slave wages. We recorded this episode last week. And it's kind of funny that Chris Rock did his live Netflix special this past Saturday. And it's titled, Selective Outrage. That's exactly what we're talking about. It kind of blew my mind because no one knew what he was going to talk about. We didn't know. But how eerily similar some of our topics are in this episode, as in his stand-up. Minus him addressing the Will Smith pimp slap that happened over a year ago found something earlier today that I thought was pretty good. And we kind of have touched on it before, and it's kind of a thing of the times, and it's kind of what our definition of these two things would vary depending on when it is we grew up. If we grew up in the medieval times, obviously there would be a different definition appointed to each one of these things. It was an insightful question, and it said, are people good, bad, or is it just relative? And I started thinking about that for a second, and I'm like, it's a perspective. A person, culture, society, the civilization. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could have somebody that does one evil action that would be classified or defined as evil, but that doesn't make them necessarily a bad person. And That's even right. the person that you, who's done vile things you know, to on many different spectrums. Right. Chances are, if you followed them, like in a movie, you probably see a good action or a good quality of that person. 100%. And that's why I think sometimes you fall in love with the villains in movies because yep. you get a zoomed in look at, you know, why they are, why they are. That's right. What made them that. But at the same time, you might see a redeeming quality and be like, oh, I have a soft spot for that person, even though the actions they are committing daily, weekly, you'd be like, oh shit. Like I almost get beyond that Absolutely. because I kind of like them or maybe I see why they are the yeah. way they are. You know, when it really boils down, I think society helps shape what we think of good and evil. Absolutely. What we think is a good person and what we think is a bad person. If I had to say, pick a bad person off the top of my head, you'd think like someone like Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, I've seen the biopics on Netflix and I've seen the ID Discovery shows on him. And that's an evil fucking person. For sure. And of course, <laughs> those people are portraying only the evil side of him. They're, well, he's you a know, human being. Yeah, he's human, but they're showcasing 
his horrible actions. So you consider him a bad person. Do I think he was a bad person? Yeah, I think he was probably an evil motherfucker that had some serious issues. But there are less extremes of people that you're like, that are casted as evil. You know, their actions like, okay, yeah, those were dumb decisions and they're not uh, probably very nice to the whole. But it's like this. I use this as an example. If you lived in the medieval times, it would be okay and acceptable for somebody in their 20s or 30s to marry a 13-year-old girl or a 12-year-old girl that just got their period. Because technically in those times, if you got your period, you're now a woman. But this day and age, our society says, oh no, she is underage. Now you're a child molester. That's right. And that's disgusting. That's the point of all the pedos out there. They're saying, hey, look, this is natural. Like it's natural for me to like 14-year-old girls, even though I'm a 30-year-old man. Which I do find that disgusting. And maybe society is the reason. And it's natural for her to want to be with me. I don't agree with that whatsoever, but I'm just saying they're advocating for that shit because, you know, I always think of, okay, so like- And I was using that as an example. I'm not agreeing with that behavior. I was just using that as an example. I'm not either. It is disturbing, especially if you have kids, you realize how young that really is. And yet at the same time, I can remember all the sex that was going on in middle school. And it was like a lot of people were hooking up. I mean, people knew what sex was. People were having sex. Not a lot, but some were for sure. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully they were sticking within their age group at the time. Yes, of course. But then as I progressed through middle school and high school, you know, it was not uncommon for a 15 or 16 year old girl to be dating like a 25 year old dude who like was a bartender somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Or like in my town, 15 or 16 year old girl dating like a 22 year old college student or something like that. And right there, you've got a 15 year old with a 22 year old. You know, the law says that's pedophilia. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And obviously the further the age gap goes, the worst. But the interesting thing is that there becomes a time when people become sexually active. After they go through puberty, now you have that drive and you have that desire and you want that activity. You know what I'm saying? You got that deep yearning. Yearn. You can feel it. You can hear it if you, it's like a whisper. Yeah. Yearn. So that part is really weird to me. The part that is even more weird and the part that I see is definitely being evil beyond the shadow of a doubt, like real evil is child. I'm talking child. I'm not talking yeah. teenager. I'm talking like yeah. five-year-old, oh, six-year-old, yeah. children, like little baby children. And this is really happening too. And that to me is something that I don't give a fuck how good of a person you think you are. If you do some shit like that, it's game over. So there's some things that you can do. There's lines that you can cross where the rest of your life doesn't really matter. Right. I agree. You know what I'm saying? It's just, hey, yeah. you know, yeah. I can look at you as a human being and I can empathize with what you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life now because you made this decision. That one decision. You know. That one action. And so I can empathize with you there, but at the same time, there's no remorse for me. Well, I think perspective just defines morality. And this, this, I read this on Reddit. It said, one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter, which I thought was good. This one person said, uh, generally, being good is a privilege. Looking at um, the hierarchy of needs, would you expect someone that does not have their physiological needs met to be able to consistently be good? Like a starving person. They're going to resort to stealing food because guess what? It's feast or famine. 
but stealing is outlawed. Mm-hmm. It's against the law. That's right. Regardless of how hungry you are, stealing a fresh meal, or, you know, or whatever from someone else is not acceptable. That's right. And especially, I think, when it gets down to that survival level. Because if you take out society in a whole and you take out government and you take out cops and there were no laws or rules and this was the wild fucking concrete jungle or wherever the fuck you live, at that point, what's good and evil Mm. is going to be redefined. That's right. Like, what's acceptable now will be redefined. Because who's saying forcing down our throats what's good and what's evil? And I think for my definition, and it's probably because I've been molded by society, obviously, and I've watched enough TV, you see the judges and their rulings on you're guilty, you're just, you're guilty, you're just. Yeah, whatever. Armchair lawyer. (laughs) Backseat driver. But, you know, it's like what you do, how is it affecting the other person? Right. Is how I would determine what's good. Because if you're hurting someone else in by your actions. I saw this video the other day on the Joe Rogan podcast and it was showing the cobalt mines. Have you seen this shit? Uh Uh-uh. Dude. So these cobalt mines in Africa, now to be clear, cobalt is a rare earth metal, okay? And it's used to make Tesla batteries. It's used to make batteries in general. It's used to make iPhones. It's used to make every high level electronic device that you use, cobalt. There's not supposed to be in the manufacturer manifesto, there's not supposed to be one person actively digging. So that's the deal that the manufacturers have with the mines, right? There's a term for it, and it's like basically what it means is there's nobody digging because the manufacturers of the product have to make sure that they're sourcing their materials from somewhere where slavery is not occurring. Like blood diamonds or something like that? Yeah, but listen, this shit will blow your mind. Let's do it. There's 15,000 people in this massive hole. That's a cobalt mine. And to see it, it's hard to explain. It looks like ants on an anthill. And they're throwing food down in the hole and like thousands of them are running over this hill and like falling down the hill to like get to the food. And these people are down there mining for cobalt. But but not by their own choice. They're being forced to. Likely, I would say. Yeah, I mean. What, what part of the country, world? They can't even in? leave. They're living in this fucking thing. And what, where is this? Somewhere in Africa, dude. Somewhere in Africa or wherever the cobalt mines are. I mean, I'm saying Africa because they are very dark-skinned people. So I'm assuming that because that's where a lot of rare earth materials are mined. But I don't know exactly where it is, but it's where it, I'll show you, dude. It's, it's This will blow your mind. We'll uh, post the link on the website, and I'm showing this to Kay Lee right now, and you guys will be able to hear the sound. This is a clip from the Joe Rogan show when he was like, having a conversation recently, and they were talking about these cobalt mines. So, so check this out. So crazy to see. This is the bottom of the supply chain of your iPhone of your Tesla, of your Samsung. I mean, I'm just naming those companies. Right. Uh, it's all of them, right? All of them. We're not just picking on them. And here's what you need to know, Joe, about this video. I, I was the first outsider to get into this mine. Uh, and that's why it's just a really short video that I was, I was able to take. This is an industrial cobalt mine where there's not supposed to be one artisanal miner. Now, that's the term used for people who are just digging by hand as opposed to tractors and excavators. Artisanal There's not supposed to be one here. That's what the story is told at the top of the chain. 
This mine, and I can name it, it's called Shabara. There's not supposed to be one artisanal miner here, according to the consumer-facing tech companies and EV companies buying this cobalt. Lo and behold, I walk into this place, and this is what I see. There's more than 15,000 human beings crammed into that pit. This is yeah. so crazy to see. This is the bottom of the supply chain. Wow. How about that? Meaning all of these tech giants that are creating all these products we use every day. It's like um, a sweatshop. There's no way, unfortunately, other than to go to Costa Rica and buy a piece of land and farm your own food and own your own animals. And even then, you're going to have a smartphone. I mean, it's almost like you would literally have to go completely off the grid to live a life that didn't support something that you are vehemently against. In some way, if you dig deep enough, right. you are contributing to everything horrible. Right, <laughs> yeah. In some way, shape, or form. Right, right. You get a no TV, no anything. You watch a movie that was produced by people in Hollywood who are pedophiles. But right. you hate pedophilia, but you're still going to go watch that movie. Yeah. And it's these people are proven pedophiles. A lot of these producers a lot of these actors a lot i mean this is fact it's not hearsay i mean a lot of these people have been convicted i mean a lot of them are in jail i mean this is a fact harvey um, weinstein and there's many others you know r kelly yeah but you still bump that chocolate factory probably mm. a lot less now but i'm just saying yeah. you know there's great things have been created by bad people or slave wages, yeah. sweatshops yeah. making your clothes that you're sporting. That's right. That by you know, people working in these just unsightly conditions like round the clock for crumbs. That's right. That we would throw away here in the United States. Yes. Because these tech companies know they can get all this stuff cheap, cheap labor. And I'm sure Apple knows that that cobalt being used for their batteries that they're buying from China are originating, what, the Shaba mine, the Shabara mine, what, whatever it was called? That's right. Crazy. I've never seen that before. I haven't either. And I don't think a lot of people have either. And I think as people do, it's going to change things because a level of awareness is kind of becoming in the earth, like among people with technology. We have the ability to have visibility on things now. There's things that have been questioned for millennia that we're figuring out right now because of technology, right. because we have social media, because we have cameras, because we can, you we, know. We can send one post that goes out to the entire world. That's exactly right. And you can't hide any There's No. You can't keep your secrets under wraps. No, you can't, man. And even on the basic level, it would blow your mind to know how much of what you consider to be your private information oh, God. is actually public information that anybody can find. Oh, yeah. All, pretty much all of it. There's really nothing. No. I mean, down to every for, penny that's in your bank account. For $15, you can run a report from 100 different sources that will spit out everything about you, your associates, your relatives, their addresses, their... There's no way to hide. And so it's like... Unless you're off the grid, like completely off the grid. Like, no power bill. Some people are. I mean, some people have just said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the whole thing. I'm out. I know some of them. I know a lot of people that have gone to Costa Rica, bro, that have left the United States. They have gone to Costa Rica. They have bought 50 acres, 100 acres, whatever it is. They built themselves and their family a house. They're farming. 
They're living off of their land. They just said, I'm just not doing it anymore. I'm not doing the rat race anymore. I'm not doing the whole thing. I'm not doing the 401k. I'm done. I'm just not doing it anymore. They don't want to be in society like that. They don't that. want to be in it anymore. They're just done with it. There is something that is appealing. Well, compared that. to like committing suicide, for example, that's probably a better choice. Did you hear about the guy who was going to commit suicide down in Mexico? He was going to commit suicide, okay? But before he did, he wanted to go to Mexico and do some blow and bang some strippers, right? Right. So he went down to Mexico and did blow and bang strippers and decided not to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Did he write everybody like a note in his family to oh say, my God. this is what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like this guy was suicidal. I mean, literally, this was his last thing that he was going to do before he was going to take his own life. And then he went down there and did it and decided not to take his life, you know? I mean, but I, that's what it is. I mean, people get so caught up in society and they don't know how to get out. There's that, so much visibility. Like if you get something embarrassed, you do something that's embarrassing. Like as kids, I remember one time this girl I liked, I was on crutches because I had a broken leg. And this girl, she actually ended up being my girlfriend, but we were all walking back from lunch. It was like another building and I was on crutches, right? And I had one of my feet up and she was like flirting with me. And so like when I went to take a step, she like kind of kicked my foot, her foot hooked onto my foot and I fell face first on the sidewalk in front of everybody. You know what I mean? And everybody laughed and blah, blah, blah. And it was embarrassing. Okay, fine. That was an embarrassing moment for me. But imagine if someone would have been recording and, and then, then they would have put viral. that out there right then. They would have, boom, posted it. So now everybody in school, because I was like a phone. big football player and I had my jacket on. You know, Everyone's kind of, laughing at you everybody's watching Everybody's laughing. It. You got tripped and you bust your ass. And then it gets put out even to the more broad spectrum. And, oh, it goes viral. That wasn't even that embarrassing, but I'm just saying there's many more embarrassing things that could occur. And dude, kids are committing suicide over this shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you yeah. have to be careful, bro. There are evil forces that are out here in this world that are available to us. And you really have to start watching. The older I get, the more aware I become of like, oh, wow, that's real. Like evil is real. Oh, there's definitely evil, you know, and there's definitely good. And it's like, there's that line again, though. And evil in what you're talking about could be a person. It could be a platform that's being used by people and it becomes evil. Like you just said, like that photo, that video that was taken of you falling on your face, that one idiot sent out to the everyone at the school and now it's gone viral across all the platforms. Exactly. Now it's turned into something evil. That's right. Because it's affecting the person who was in the video. Yeah, and the kid's sitting there and they don't know what to think. They're sitting there in their bedroom at night and they're going, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. I don't want to go to school ever again. But my parents aren't going to understand and they're going to make me go to school tomorrow. I'll have to face it. How, how could I get out of this situation? As crazy as that sounds. It happens. It happens all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. And, you know, the parent comes up and finds their 12-year-old or 10-year-old or 15-year-old or whatever it is and come to find out that somebody was bullying them at school or come to find out somebody put something embarrassing about them out there. Or they turn to drugs to numb the pain and then they get yep. hooked and then they get fentanyl or then they're, they're hooked on opioids right. and they overdose, which is, for me personally, I'm going to try to block social media from my kids they know about it, but I'm going to try to keep them from being on it as long as I can. And when they're on it, it's going to be governed because they ain't going to be on my plan. 
you know, and I'm guilty of letting my three-year-old loves watching YouTube kids. She watches YouTube kids. You know, she watches these, you know, they're innocent. It's kind of mindless, but, you know, videos, some are of real people, some are of cartoons, but it's innocent. But, like, as far as them swapping photos and communicating, you know, freely on social media, I will block that as long as I can. With what you're saying, that's like a first-level response. And I think that that's a beautiful thing because there's a word for that. It's called empathy. Empathy is looking at the other person's perspective in the situation and allowing yourself to feel or to at least acknowledge what they must be feeling. Which is better than sympathy because most people don't want your sympathy. No, but people appreciate empathy. And that's like when you can put others first, but when you can see the world from someone else's perspective, like let's say somebody cuts you off in traffic, right? And you have this angry response to that. You might be villainizing this person. It's a bad person, this, that, and the other thing. But you don't know what they're going through. What if it's a lady just got a call that their son or daughter choked on a hot dog at school and she's trying to get to the hospital to make sure they're still alive? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like a five-year-old. And you have a five-year-old too. If you had two seconds to talk to that person, your attitude would change from anger to complete oh my god just distraught you would be like can i help follow you? Me. me yeah we're gonna get you there faster right. follow me get in my, get in my car yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah right right but i'm just saying that's a paradigm shift right so having empathy for people can cause a paradigm shift and the paradigm is the way you see things right right so it can shift the way that you see the world when you change the way that you look at things, the things you look at change. So the question becomes, what's the world that you want to see? I would rather see the world through more of an empathetic point of view than an opinion-based view. Right, of course. And my friend Josue posted this. We know Josue, Mundo Gente, Medicinas, down in Costa Rica. They do healing center. They do medicinal retreats for psilocybin, ayahuasca, bufo, all these things. But the guy and his wife are magical, unbelievable people. And they just posted this on their thread we have. It says, opinion is really the lowest form of human knowledge. It requires no accountability, no understanding. The highest form of knowledge is empathy, for it requires us to suspend our egos and live in another's world. And that's by Bill Bullard. That's so awesome. Bill Bullard said that. But I don't care. No, Josue said that. I don't care about yeah, Bill Josue Bullard. Yeah, Josue said it. Yeah, Josue. It's his yeah, he's now. the guy. That's who I heard it from. He's the guy that It's said out of it. his mouth. It's his post. Hey, thanks for listening to the Man Fuse podcast. If you want to support the show, share the show. Hit us up at 770-744-5227 to join the show, or you can go to manfuse.com.